solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, hump day. You know what I love hump day for? I love it because on Thursday, I'm doing absolutely nothing, but I am happy to be back with you guys for another show talking about maybe your favorite, maybe not your favorite, maybe the most hated team in the city, but the Houston Texans. <laughs> uh, I don't really think this team is the most hated as of right now because there is another team that plays inside the Toyota Center that a lot of fans are not happy with due to the lack of return that they got for departing from their franchise star. However, that's neither here or there. On today's show, we're going to discuss Nick Casario has done it again, ladies and gentlemen. He has saved this organization a little bit more money. As a matter of fact, he saved this organization close to $6 million by reworking the contract of Zach Cunningham. So, John and myself, we are going to discuss what that means for the Houston Texans. What does this mean for Zach Cunningham moving forward? Then later on in the show, we're going to continue our tour across the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we're going to be joined by John Butcho, the host of Locked On Jets, as we discuss the signing of Jordan Jenkins. How was his four-year career with the New York Jets and what you can expect from him as a member of the Houston Texans? And then we're going to wrap up the show with John, I don't want to say your favorite Houston Texan of all time, but I know he's up there and I know you played with the idea a little bit a couple months ago with the possibility of the Texans reuniting with Jadavion Clowney. As we all know, Clowney has not been the same ever since he departed from the Houston Texans a couple years ago. However, he is finally starting to receive calls, finally going on free agency tours and I would not mind seeing the Texans reunite with Clowney only because when he's healthy, he still is proving that he can do one thing, and that's defend the run. And, of course, that is something the Houston Texans need. But without further ado, let's get this show started with the Zach Cunningham news. On yesterday, Nick Casario and the Houston Texans reworked the contract of Zach Cunningham cutting his base salary of 2021 that was supposed to be a little bit over seven million he converted that into a signing bonus and by reworking zach cunningham's deal the texans have now saved a total of 5.63 million dollars in cap space going into the 2021 season and john and listeners i don't want to sound like a broken record but once again Nick Casario might not have been the general manager that we wanted, but at the end of the day, he is the general manager that the Houston Texans needed. Ever since he stepped foot in this organization, he has taken a team who at the start of the offseason was $18 million over the cap space. Now they have a lot of money going into the 2021 season and beyond. And on Tuesday, 
Cunningham became the fifth Houston Texan member to have his contract rework along the likes of Laramie Tunsil, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, and Whitney Merciless. And by reworking these players' contracts, the Texans have saved close to $30 million in the cap. As a matter of fact, they have saved a total of $29.93 million. Once again, kudos to Nick Casario. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I like about Nick Casario's uh, formula is he is re reworking contracts like players like Brandon Cooks, Larry Tunsil, and Zach Cunningham. Like these are the main guys on this Texans roster moving forward that you will expect to be here hands down for the next at least two years. And so if they're able to reconstruct their deals along with Whitney Merciless, who I don't believe will be around much longer, then it does set a culture of everybody buying in for the season. And you take one season at a time, everybody will buy in season after season after season, hopefully until they get the situation uh, settled with Deshaun Watson. And then, you know, maybe they'll be able to find themselves a franchise quarterback in the future, however that'll play out. But now with the amount of money that Houston has left in the cap, for free agency, there's still free agents out there. I don't want to see them sign another competitive player. I don't want to see them sign players at positions that need competition, right? And what I'm saying is we don't need to see any more linebacker sign, right? We don't need to see any more running back sign. What we need to see moving forward is a nice splash in the secondary. Right. And I think they addressed some of their secondary issues uh, over the last few weeks, you know, brought in players like Desmond King, Terrence Mitchell. I like that. Uh, and I believe that Vernon Hargraves, the third, will not see the amount of playing time that he saw last season, which is a good thing. But they still need one player that isn't just brought in for other guys to get better. They're just better than everybody else in that position. Uh, but kudos to Casario. I'm not going to say it again. I just now, and he's at the point where he's doing his job. This is what we expect now, at least I do. But if you're going to use that money in free agents that you have left, that you now have, then this is the time where you would spend it wisely and not bring in another body for, for the sake of bring in somebody that you know, without a shadow of a doubt, bearing any injury can affect this team week one, which which, you know, could possibly be maybe Jadavion Young County. He started to visit teams, and he hasn't been good in two years. So his market is down. Houston market is now up. I can't wait to talk about that. But before we start talking about the possibility of Jadavion Clowney reuniting with the Houston Texans, we first got to see what can we expect from Jordan Jenkins as we will be joined by Locked On Jets. With the Locked On Podcast Network comes Bill Bar. Bill Bar Madness. Of course, it's March Madness, Bill Bar Madness. And the madness at Bill Bar hasn't stopped. You guys know you've been checking out the Bill Bar Madness bracket. Today is the day that mint brownie and coconut brownie chunk go head to head. So head to billbar.com or at bill underscore bar on Twitter. Then Place an order. These bill bars are amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Amazing taste with bars covered in 100% chocolate. So again, 
go to billbar.com. Remember to use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off on your next order. That's LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at billbar.com. And check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar on the market. To get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And continuing here with our Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, I have, as promised, John Butchko from the Locked On Jets podcast. John, welcome into Locked On Texans. Glad to have you, my man. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Really quick, John, before we get started, after a successful pro day on yesterday, will the New York Jets now draft Justin Fields with a number two overall pick? Uh, To be continued, I think that the Jets are probably going to draft either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Now, Zach Wilson had a pretty good pro day himself at the end of last week, but they tend to hold their cards pretty close. Nobody really knows which direction they're going to go in. So it's going to be one of the two, I think. You know, Maybe they'll surprise me, but I, I think it's a, kind of a coin flip right now. <laughs> Most definitely. It's going to be exciting which guy you guys decide to draft. But moving along here, as someone who covered Jordan Jenkins and watched him play in New York since 2016, how would you describe Jordan Jenkins' style of play and how much of an impact did he have on the Jets' defense, especially during the 2019 season when it seemed like the Jets' defense was trending upwards? Of course, that was during the time you guys still had Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jordan Jenkins is a very solid role player. He's a guy who's kind of like a straight-ahead player. He's pretty strong. He's very good run defender. He'll do a very good job setting the edge for you. He's not a great pass rusher, but he can. He has a bull rush. You know, he he can get to a quarterback if you put him up against a bad offensive tackle, kind of a weak offensive tackle. He doesn't really have a ton of other moves. Aside from that, he's not really a guy you want to play in space. He's not super athletic. He's not 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 a great guy moving east to west. But if you haven't played north and south, you utilize his skill against the run. You'll have a solid role player on your hands. And to be honest with you, John, I am a little bit surprised to hear you say that he's not a great pass rusher because at the end of the day, this is a guy who recorded around 15 to 16 sacks between the 2018 and 2019 season that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think you look at what he did in 2019. So he had eight sacks, but you look at the games he he recorded them in. He had three sacks in two games against Miami. That year, Miami had maybe the worst offensive line in the NFL. He had two sacks in a game against the Giants, where the Giants were playing a backup tackle named Eric Smith. And then he had a sack week 17 in a game against Buffalo. And that was a game where the Bills had already clinched a playoff berth. And they essentially played their backups most of the game. So, you know, if you, if you count that, that's six of his eight sacks in 2019. And that's not nothing. Again, if you put him against a bad tackle and you let him use his bull rush, he'll win. And, you know, that, I think sometimes that sounds like you're dismissing a player. There are guys in the NFL who can't do that. I mean, the Jets, are, Jets, were, Jets have been full of them the last few years. Guys who can't, can't beat backup uh, tackles or low-caliber tackles. So, He's fine if you if you do that, but I think you know you look at his 
production. I think eight sacks that year is probably like his high water mark. I think in a normal year, you probably expect, uh, I don't know, maybe like five or six or so. I think you know, you, it's one of those things where I, I think he's a very solid player. And I think you're going to like what you get from him if you look at, if you, if you go in with the right expectations. You're looking for a solid role player who's going to be very good against the run. Who's gonna, you know, he'll chip in a few sacks here or there. You'll be very happy with what you get. I think if, though, if you look at those eight sacks and you say, well, that's close to 10, maybe you can get there, you might be disappointed. What makes Jordan Jenkins um, such a great or such a solid person who can stop the run? Because as you know, Houston Texans, we had a lot of problems at stopping the run in 2020. Uh, just a stout guy, very strong at the point of attack, really solid at setting the edge, reading angles. Uh, like I said, he's a guy, he's a guy, very solid north to south player. You know, he's just not really a guy who's got a lot of athletic ability. You don't really want him out in space. I don't think you want him covering tight ends or running backs one-on-one in the passing game very often. But, yeah, you know, just one of those guys, kind of a blue-collar guy, plays really hard, and also a very solid guy in the locker room. Uh, so, lot to like about him when the Jets picked him in the third round back in 2016 it was the same year Leonard Floyd was drafted in the first round and with Jenkins you always knew even at the moment the Jets drafted him this was a guy who doesn't have the highest ceiling in the world but but also has a pretty high floor and you knew you were going to get a probably going to get a pretty solid player and that's what the Jets got the Jets have not had many draft success stories in recent years and I think Jordan Jenkins absolutely was one of them we literally just finished talking about, you know, what he was able to do during the 2018 and 2019 season, which was, I guess we can all agree, by far his best as a member of the New York Jets. However, 2020, it seemed like it was the complete opposite for Jenkins. What was the reason behind his digression last season? And were you surprised to see that the Jets um, let him walk in free agency this offseason? You know, it's tough to say. Now, like I said, I think the 2019 season, there was a lot that went right for him that probably was not going to replicate itself. But 2020 was just a nightmare year for the Jets. And I think if you look at, if you look almost across the board, I mean, there were a few exceptions, but almost everybody on the Jets had a down year in 2020. It was just a bad situation. Uh, you know, there was lots of drama surrounding the team off the field. You got to a point where you knew the coaching staff was going to be fired. The team was losing week after week, not playing competitive football. I think Jordan Jenkins is better than what we saw in 2020. And I think he, he's going to be a very solid player for the Texans going forward. I think the Jets were looking at a different direction with the new coaching staff. I'm not sure Jenkins necessarily fit what the new coaching staff wanted um, in an edge guy. So I think that might have been one of the reasons that they let him go. The other aspect of this is that the Jets had a new general manager in the 2020 offseason, and they gave him a one-year prove-it deal, and obviously it wasn't that great of a year for him. So this was not the GM who drafted him, who gave him that contract, and you know he didn't really do a lot in 2020. So the new GM may have just felt like it was best to part ways. Last question before getting out of here. Speaking of a coaching staff, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you know the Houston Texans have hired Lovey Smith to take over as their defensive coordinator. From what you have seen from Jordan Jenkins over the past four seasons, how do you think he would fit in a potential, let's face it, Tampa 2 defensive scheme that I'm pretty sure the Texans will be running this season? I think Jordan Jenkins is a really solid player. He 
He's a guy. He's not. He doesn't do flashy things, but he does a lot of the little things that go unnoticed. He helps make your defense better. He essentially does a lot of the dirty work that makes other guys look good. And I think, like I said, I think he's a, he's been a, he was a very productive force in the Jets locker room. I, I think again, if you're as long as you're not expecting a guy who's going to like transform your defense. You're going to be happy with what you get. You got to have role, if you're going to have a good defense, you got to have some role players. Not everybody's going to be a, a, a star, and Jordan Jenkins does his role very well and very professionally. Awesome, sounds good, John. Thank you so much for stopping by here on Locked On Texans. Really quick, where can our listeners follow you at on social media? I actually don't have a personal Twitter, but I do run GangGreenNation.com. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I don't have a personal Twitter, but I do run gangreennation.com, which is a website that covers the New York Jets. So our Twitter handle is at gangreennation. And that is part of SB Nation, correct? That is part of SB Nation. You are right. Sounds good. I'm I'm also part of the SB Nation family. I cover the Houston Rockets as a credential reporter for SB Nation. So I will be stopping by to see what you have going on over there on SB Nation, my man. Gotta love the SB Nation locked on family. (laughs) Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers award TV shows and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. The NFL draft is weeks away. You guys know that everybody's excited and it's time to start following our locked on NFL draft duo. The draft dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. The locked on NFL draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get out of here, I do want to talk about the possibility of the Houston Texans reuniting with, well, the thought of the Texans reuniting with their former number one overall pick in Jadavion Clowney. Uh, But, you know, listening to what John had to say about Jordan Jenkins, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was at least a little bit disappointing to hear him say that he is not a guy who's going to come to your team and be the top pass rusher or be that game changer. However, I was happy to hear that he is a guy who excels at stopping the run. And we all know that is something the Houston Texans need. Somebody who can actually help this organization, help this team, help that front seven stop the run. We all know how terrible it was at stopping the run in 2020. And hopefully with Jordan Jenkins on this team, that is something that will become one of their biggest improvements as we head into this season. However, we already talked about the Texans and the amount of money that they saved up and they still have some money left to spend on available free agents right now. And when you look at the landscape, when you look at who's still out there on the market, Jadavion Clowney comes to everybody's mind. Now, once again, nobody is telling us this and we are only speculating and playing with the thought of the Texans reuniting with Clowney because at this stage in his career, I personally do believe Clowney need the Texans just as much as the Texans need Clowney because you're looking at two parties, especially Jadavion, who 
needs to prove that they are still worth something in this league. Jadavion Clowney has not been the same guy that he was when he was a member with the Houston Texans. In fact, his last good season was in 2018, which ended up being his final season as a member of the Texans. Over the last two seasons, injury has derailed this man's career. In his long season in Seattle, he only played 13 games. This past season, as a member of the Tennessee Titans, he's only played eight games. You know, that's a good point, man. Like, we, we look at we look at some of these players Houston brought in, Mark Ingram, for one, re reconstructing David Johnson's contract. So I would put him on that list, Marcus Cannon. Uh, you know, Houston has brought in some guys that, that have either been journey guys or looking to prove that they can still play in this league. And at this point, especially what we saw or lack thereof from Jadavion Clowney last year, I think his market value is way low super low especially in the year where the cap was decreased um and i think houston if there was something there could possibly you know get get a reunion with him for cheap but i mean i think that's a good thought he went to the chiefs i think the chiefs are getting ready to retool and re-up for next year and i and i don't see Jadavion Clowney if he feels he's healthy, if the Chiefs feel he's healthy, I don't see a situation where he's coming to play for a team that has uncertainty at quarterback when I can go play for a team that has a $500 million man. Like, it's just apples and oranges, baby. That's all it is. And I wouldn't waste my time with a franchise that I know can be incompetent, and they also have outside drama going on as well. I wish the best for Jadavion Clowney. Uh, and if the circumstances were better in Houston, I'd want him back. But the circumstances are not better. And so it's no no point to have him around. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.